Hey, Twins fans, spring training is here on this episode. I'm going to get you caught up on some of the moves that have been made this month, and we'll take a look at the roster and what could we see happen as spring training keeps going. So sit back and enjoy. And now, from the diamond to the dugout, it's the Twins Nation Podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Hello, Twins fans. Again, thank you for listening to Twins Nation Podcast. I am your host, Matt Hoffman. You can start by following us at Twins Nation Pod on Twitter or X. Um, you can follow me at MDHoffman61 on Twitter or X. Um, we also have a Facebook group page if you guys would like to get in on that. I've been trying to keep up and posting stuff on there. I know sometimes life gets in the way and I'm not always quick on you know, getting info out there. But anyways, so moving along, um, the Twins have made some moves since the last time we've talked. Um, some of the big moves that have been made uh, recently was uh, the trade of Nick Gordon. Um, and if you guys remember, Nick Gordon did not, uh, uh, had to go through the arbitration system and they... Obviously, uh, they had to negotiate with you know with the team representative and a representative for the the player. And anyways, Nick Gordon wanted this amount. The Twins thought he was worth this amount, and the Twins won arbitration. So it ended up being, um, and not long after that, it ended up being that Nick Gordon was traded, and with that trade. Uh, to the Marlins, we acquired left-handed relief pitcher Stephen Okert, which a um, little bit about Stephen Okert. Uh, he's been with the Marlins for a while. Uh, not a bad pitcher. He's lefty, about 32 years old. Um, he's kind of usually been around that 2.5 to 3 ERA Um the first couple, uh, the last couple years, he's kind of been pitching around the between uh, fifty to sixty innings. So um, some of his numbers have been very good. As I'm looking at him right now, um, his WHIP's been you know around that one point zero to the one point one. Although last season he he did struggle. Um, he had a little bit of a high ERA with a four point four five in uh 59 innings pitched um and then his whip was at 1.26 which still isn't really bad but um kind of looking down at his you know breaking down his numbers you know hits per nine he's a 7.7 which is you know the most of his career his home run you know uh per nine is a 1.4 which you know that's been kind of that's been around his average 
Um, his strikeouts, though, is 11.2, which is, that's that's pretty decent. So, you know, the fact that he, last year he pitched, you know, 59 innings and he still was able to uh, strike out 73 batters. So that's, that's still pretty impressive in my book. And <clears throat> the Twins definitely needed another, I think, you know, have another left-hander, you know, in this bullpen, you know, because after last year, you know, we know Thielbar didn't uh, exactly pitch a full season uh, due to his injuries. And to me, every bullpen needs at least one, two, you know, or two lefties, um, depending on, you know, how you like to build your bullpen. But uh, this this squad definitely needed another lefty, and I, I think this is a really good trade. Um, you know, and I know a lot of pe- you Twins fans were definitely kind of on the Nick Gordon train after a couple seasons ago, and I know he was plagued with injuries this past season. But I just, you know, with the the rise of Willie Castro, I just really did not see a spot for him on this team. I don't, you know, I, I didn't really see him being out there in the outfield, you know, hopefully fingers crossed with Buxton, uh, now playing a little bit, uh, and, uh, and playing in the outfield and, you know, you got Walner and then you had Kepler and then, you know, like I said, with Willie being out there, it's just, you know, it it just seemed like the the spot that we would have Nick Gordon was pretty much diminished for him. Um, if if it wasn't for that, I I wouldn't think they would have made that trade. But like I said, it's just you know we needed another pitcher. Um, which you know lately the Twins have really built up an awesome bullpen in my opinion, and Stephen Oker just adds to that. You know, um. Moving along, uh, if you remember not long ago, we had signed Bubba Thompson, well, and he had to go through waivers, and um, he was lost on waivers to the Cincinnati Reds, and then um, also some other moves, uh, Jordan Belzovic, who was released off the team, but he cleared waivers and was outrighted to the minors, along with him and uh, Daniel Duarte, um, who also was signed recently from, uh, or claimed off waivers from Texas. And then the Twins made a couple small minor league contracts, um, one being uh, Jeff Brigham, who's kind of been a journeyman pitcher, uh, through the league, and then a uh, another catcher by the name of Brian O'Keefe, who I don't think he's really played much in in the MLB, if at all. Um, I'm not really a hundred percent on you know his backstory, but I I have heard of him. I just know he's been in the minors a lot, so he's just another depth guy. I think he would probably be a you know a number two catcher in St. Paul or something. So, um, really nothing to worry about unless there's an injury or, you know, so knock on wood on that. Um, so, uh, recently as of yesterday, I should say the twins made a really good trade and, 
um, getting into that, um, the, the twins had traded our, uh, shortstop from, I want to say he was in double A at the moment, but we'll just say minor league shortstop who was definitely a guy that could have been up and coming, uh, a young man by the name of Noah Miller. Uh, anyways, for Noah Miller, we traded him to the Dodgers and acquired a couple of players. Um, one being a another minor league prospect in a name of a guy named Rain Dar- Don Cone. So I don't really know much about him. Uh, I think he's only in, I think he's in uh, upper A's right now. So really young guy. Um, so we don't really, you know. We're not sure what we're getting with him, but the big thing of this trade was it was the acquiry of Manny Margot. Um, and I can tell you guys a little bit of Manny Margot because I am a fan of Manny Margot. Uh, Manny Margot was has uh, started his career, well, he was drafted by the Brewers, and then he was... Um, uh, he ended up being traded to starting his career, you know, his major league career with the Padres for a few years. Um, got to, he's only 28 years old right now, um, or 29, and he got to see his little bit of major league time uh, when he was 21 with the Padres. And I uh, spent a few years there, and then he was, uh, then he went to Tampa. And he's been a pretty solid outfielder for the Tampa Bay Rays the last three, four years. Um, plays a lot of uh, the corner outfield positions, you know, le- you know, left and right field. Um, does play a lot of set- can play a lot of center field. Um, this trade makes a lot of sense for me for obviously multiple reasons. Um, one of the biggest needs that the Twins needed this year was a right-handed hitting outfielder. And it wasn't necessarily a center fielder. I mean, we wanted a guy that could, you know, play the whole outfielder or play the whole outfield. And that was a a thing that was not addressed last year. And if you guys remember, you know, there was rumors of, you know, Kepler getting traded last season or, you know, it's, you know, and then they ended up bringing in Joey Gallo, which, you know, obviously another lefty. And they just, they really didn't address that problem. And, you know, you were seeing guys come up like Kyle Garlick, you know, every once in a while. And it's just, the guys that they did bring up that, you know, were put in that spot were just not, they were just not guys that, you know, we would consider you know, every day to even a part-time player, you know, just these were guys that were just coming up, you know, every once in a while and fill in for a little bit and then boom, back down they go. But this, uh, Manny Margot is definitely something special. I think, um, I could tell you a little bit about him. Uh, the last few years he's batted around, you know, 260. Um, he's, you know, he's got a, you know, he probably hits around a 320 on base. And he's not really a power. He's not a power hitter at all. Um, that's the one thing he isn't. Uh, but he does, you know, he will get some walks. He does get on base. Um, he's definitely a great defensive 
outfielder. Um, I wouldn't say he's necessarily uh, Michael A. Taylor, but he is definitely um, probably, I would say, the next step down from him, but definitely a better hitter. And yeah, he doesn't, like I said, he doesn't hit home runs, but he doesn't strike out as much. And that's the one thing that the Twins have definitely kind of fixed, I think, a little bit. And I don't know if any of you have noticed, but I have noticed this, that, you know, from the Santana uh, signing and now the trade with Margot, that they brought in two guys that who really don't strike out a lot. Um, they're, a, they're a pretty smart at the plate. And, and if you looked at, obviously, Joey Gallo, you know, a strikeout machine. And if you looked at Michael A. Taylor, you know, yeah, 20 home runs, that was nice. But, you know, he also struck out a lot. And and I think that's something the Twins are just, they don't want to be a part of that anymore. I, I you know, I think they want to try and be a, you know, a ball and play type team. Um, so I think, you know, this trade for Margot is definitely a step in the right direction. Um I'm, you know, he might see a little bit of center field, but I really don't, you know, with Buxton playing today, I haven't really got to look to see how he did today. Um, but I will cover that probably on another episode on as things progress. Um, you know, I, I definitely see him playing more in the corners, you know, like if Wallner needs a day off, he'll play left field or if Kepler needs a day off, you know, he'll play right field. And, you know, he may put, he could play a little bit of center field. Um, I know he's, I know he had a little, an injury a few years ago, um, which kind of might, uh, you know, be a tribute to his down season, uh, from a couple years ago. So, but I think he's fine. Um, like I said, I think he's, he's got a lot of speed. So, and he's, and I got to see him play a lot. And he's also been on quite a few of my Stratomatic teams, which I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about Stratomatic on the show a few times. Um, I'm just really excited about this signing. Um, I know people were kind of on the the Kiki Hernandez kick, which, yeah, Kiki Hernandez made sense to me too. Um, I like the fact that Kiki was a... You know, he was a guy that could play all three outfield positions plus play some infield positions um, because I was trying to explain this to a fan uh, who was asking me, why aren't the Twins going after Solano? And, you know, and I get it, you know, Solano, who's still unsigned yet, you know, I liked Solano. He was a good hitter, but he was definitely a defensive liability because he could really only play first base and maybe a little bit of second, you know, or third, but you really couldn't use him anywhere else. And we just didn't need that. You know, we didn't need another infielder. Um, so, and then the fact that we had brought in Santana, who's a switch hitter, which also is another reason to eliminate the signing of Solano. So anyways, but it sounded like the Dodgers were pretty much, really wanted to bring Kiki back and so by doing that you know they if they would sign Kiki and then obviously they would trade us Margot who they had just acquired this past off or just 
just this season and who you know Margot hadn't even probably put on a jersey yet so other than maybe a little bit of practice but um so anyways no I'm I'm pretty excited about this uh this trade so and I I think once you guys you know once you Twins fans kind of see see him out there and playing a little bit I think people will be a little less worried about you know why didn't we go after you know Michael A. Taylor or why didn't we sign this guy or sign that guy I think Manny Margot was probably the best of the situation that we were in um because then we didn't have to go out and sign somebody older or, you know, just somebody who strikes out a lot or all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's so, but that's enough rambling on my uh, Manny Margot crush there. So, so looking at the roster now um, with the addition of O'Kern and Margot, um, I'd say our lineup you know, with the hitters and stuff, looks pretty solid. I don't think we're really going to see anybody who's in spring training right now take a spot from anybody unless there's obviously an injury. Um, I know that Alex Kirloff has kind of been an unsure deal so far. Um, but like I said, it's pretty early in spring training right now, and I know with Buxton out there today. Um, hopefully these two guys can definitely stay healthy and kind of give us, you know, kind of show us what we are possibly missing out on from the last couple seasons uh, due to their injuries. Um, but like I said, with Manny Margot, I just, I think that last roster spot has been taken. So... I, you know, unless Willie Castro really falls off or something, uh, I just don't see anybody contesting, you know, trying to get into those 13 guys. Um, I think everything is pretty safe. So, but uh, on the pitching side, I really think there's a couple things that could happen. Um, I know I'm not real set in stone on the the fifth starting spot because right now you got Lopez, Ryan, Ober, Paddock, and Desclafani. Um, I'm not ready to pencil in Desclafani for that fifth start, uh, that fifth starting spot. Um, I think there's a few things that could happen. Um, I know right now that the Twins want to use uh Varland as a starter I know they want to you know I know they want to pitch him as much as possible because there is still that chance that uh Louis could be that number five guy or depending on the situation of the bullpen he could be used as a bullpen guy but either or I really you know they're gonna pitch him as a starter and which I think is a good idea because you just you'd hate to only use him a few innings, you know, pitch him as a relief pitcher, and then all of a sudden, hey, we need you to start, and he's not quite ready. Um, so I really don't like. I said I really don't think that fifth spot is a penciled in yet for Descafani. I mean, I think Louis Varland still has a chance at it. Um, 
and as far as anybody down in the minors, I really don't think there's anybody else who could really contest to it. Um, I, I know, you know, there's been talk about Simeon Woods Richardson, which I, I don't think he, I know the other day I heard he did not look good against the Yankees. Um, I mean, you know, like I said, I guess we'll see as spring training progresses on, you know, how much they use him, you know, whether we'll see him. But I think, you know, he is definitely a for sure guy that's probably not going to make this roster. Um, another guy I'm kind of curious about that kind of a little bit of a long shot, you know, to make the the starting rotation, but could have a chance is a guy named David Festa. Um, Festa is, uh, right now he's our number three, uh, prospect in the Twins organization and he's number 97 overall in the league. Um, he could make some waves. Uh, he's a 24 year old. Uh, we drafted him in the 13th round in 2021. Um, he's been kind of working his way up through the minors and, I think we could see him a little bit this year. I don't think it's going to be right away, though. Um, like I said, I think it could be between Varland and Descafani. Um, looking at the bullpen here, I think our bullpen, which I think is going to be a very, very tough bullpen, uh, Duran, Jax, Stewart, Thielbar, Topa, Okert, Stamont, and uh, Jay Jackson, I think, you know, you know, reading those names to you, I mean, this is a, I think is a very, very stellar bullpen. Um, you know, my only question is, obviously, we got a couple guys in there that have kind of been, had the injury bug the last few seasons, you know, lately. Um, obviously, Josh Damont, who had some arm issues when he was with his time in Kansas city. But I think a health, if he stays healthy, I think he could be a pretty decent, you know, reliable pitcher. Um, I'd like to see him. Hopefully if he gets in there and he's healthy, I'd like to see him get over 50 innings this year. Um, and hopefully lower his ERA down to, you know, around four, uh, out of this whole group, I think the guy that might be on the bubble would be Jay Jackson. Uh, you know, he Jay didn't pitch a lot last year, and I think he pitched, what, 30 innings? And, I mean, he had a low ERA um, when he was with Toronto. But, you know, I think if you had to pick somebody who was going to be the bubble guy, I think he would be the man. Um, and then looking on the outside, you know, who are the guys that could knock him off? And, you know, once again, you know, we leave a spot open for Louis Varland. I mean, he's, it's a possibility that he could come into the bullpen instead of being, you know, a starting pitcher. I, I, I kind of think they are going to save him more for starting pitching because I think the depth beyond him and possibly Woods Richardson gets a little sketchy, you know, um, because he, like I said, you know, you got Festa, Dobnak, you know, you got Brett Hendrick and Matt Cannonero, you know, some guys that are kind of not totally proven yet. Um, but 
as far as the like I said, the relievers that could knock him off. I mean, there's there's some names down there. Um, obviously Jorge Alcala, who had a rough season last year. I I know he didn't pitch very much. I think he came back at the end of the year, um, struggled a little bit, and then obviously there was Cody Funderburk, who uh, I think Cody was you know the his little short stint in the majors this season was showed some promise. Um, I think, you know, he can definitely be a guy that could hop up in there in the bullpen if needed and, um, and could knock Jay Jackson out of there or if any injuries. Um, and then there's a couple other names here, Cole Sands, which, you know, we've seen Cole Sands kind of come up and down. Um, Josh Winder was another name, but uh, he was placed on the 60, uh, 60 day DL, uh, just as of today. And, um, another guy kind of, a you know, that was claimed off waivers recently, uh, Zach Weiss, which I really don't see him as that much of a threat. So, I mean, if I had to pick out of all these names, I would probably say Alcala or Funderburk would probably be the, you know, the guys looking on the outside, um, to get into that last spot of the bullpen, if Jay Jackson, you know, if they feel Jay Jackson just not ready to go, um, so yeah, I mean that's kind of a, a look at our bullpen there. I mean, I I think we got a pretty pretty strong bullpen. I think it's definitely more, you know, I would put our bullpen up against probably most bullpens in the league right now. Um, starting pitching, like I said, I mean, I think our starting pitching is decent. Um, obviously, you know, Lopez, Ryan, I expect those two to be pretty solid for us. Ober, Ober, who pitched, you know, the most innings he's ever pitched in his career, you know, showed some promise. Um, Paddock, you know, kind of up in the air on that one, a guy who went through his second Tommy John. And that's also another reason to... Uh, put Varlin in the role that he's in right now as probably the top depth, you know, the top guy down in the minors who can come up and pitch if needed. And then obviously Desclafani, who kind of had an up and down season. And, and if you look at his stats and you, you know, if you want to base this year on his whole career, he should have a pretty good season this year. Um, so as far as that and our hitting, I think, you know, as long as everybody stays healthy, I think this Twins team is definitely a front runner for the division. I think, you know, we could easily be probably in the same spot as last year, you know, be that number three team. Um, even with all the miss you know the the stuff that's happened with the payroll cuts which <laughs> is a whole nother can of worms I really don't want to get into because I'm sure it's a broken record to you guys by now so I'm not going to totally give you my take on it other than the PR people just need to tell us a little bit and don't tell us everything because all they did was open a can of worms that they wish they didn't um and my my deal to the fans is, you know, they say the poll ads have all this money. They're the rich. They're so rich, and they need to spend money. 
Well, you guys got to remember that the the Polads don't just own the Twins. They had money from other things before they bought this team. And smart business people don't take money from one business to put it into another business just because this one's struggling a little bit. I mean, I'm not, trust me, I'm not a business expert by any means, but, you know, I definitely know not to do that. So Twins fans have just got to realize that, you know, this is a business too for them and they have successful businesses and they're not going to just melt one down to make another one better. So um, (laughs) that's kind of that in a nutshell for me so I don't want to get too deep into that because like I said it's I I'm not I'm not a pull at pocket protector but I yeah there's just some things they just didn't need to say and during that whole fiasco uh so anyways we're gonna end on a bright note here um spring training started the weather's kind of getting better unless you live up here in the midwest having 61 degree weather yesterday and then all of a sudden being having it so cold and with a wind chill of minus 11 this morning um where i'm at anyway so like i said spring training has started you know that just means baseball is baseball is alive it means spring's coming summer's coming so um and twins baseball's coming So I think we're going to end with that. I'd like to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, Yeah, I wasn't totally full of info, but I think on my next one, I'm going to kind of, I'll start covering a little more of the spring training stuff here because I haven't really got a chance to sit and watch a lot of it. Um, But anyways, so again, thank you for listening to the podcast. You guys can follow us at, you can follow the show at Twins Nation Pod on twitter you can follow me at md hoffman 61 and you can follow us on facebook and you can also find us on all your podcast platforms and go ahead and give us a like and leave a comment and i'm i like questions so if you guys have any questions you know regarding the twins um i know i've answered a few questions for people on some uh, some posts on other Facebook and other things, you know, just kind of threw my own two cents in there and people kind of understood it. And some people told me to go fly a kite, but anyways, um, so yeah, just drop a question. Um, I'd like to answer some of them. So, and I think we're just going to go with that. So you guys have a great week and until next time, go twins. <laughs>